0: But today, I want to talk to you about seasons, seasons. You know, there are many different kinds of seasons. Obviously, there's different seasons of nature. There's winter, spring, summer, and and fall, yeah. And, and there's, there's physical seasons. Uh, I've already walked through four of them, and I'm presently in my fifth you know there's a season of childhood uh there's a season of adolescence next comes young adulthood after that is middle age and now i'm walking through my senior years it's hard to say but i'm walking through my senior years i I just hope i don't move from senior years to senile years I can honestly say that, uh, that my 60s have been my favorite decade for many, many reasons. Don't have time to share them with you this morning. Uh, there's family seasons, right? Family seasons. It, it begins with a mate, uh, and then children, and then, and then the children uh, have mates, and then come the grandchildren. Somebody said that, that grandchildren are our reward for not killing our own kids, Amen. Speaking of family seasons, the empty nest season is an, is an interesting season. Uh, you know, here, here's what happens to couples when their last kid finally gets out of the house and finally begins a life on their own. Some couples cry, and some change the locks. Life is made up of seasons. Seasons come, seasons go. In every area of our life, the Bible has a lot to say about seasons. Are you aware of that? If I counted correctly, there are 67 references to seasons that you can find in the Bible. And if I'm not correct, I promise you someone will correct me. Yeah, 67 times in the Bible it mentions the word season or seasons. That's significant. Obviously, God wants us to understand the importance of our subject today. I want us to read just a little about what God's Word has to say about seasons. Let's look in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter number 3. Ecclesiastes, chapter 3, and verse number 1. The Bible says, to everything there is a season, a what? Yeah, To everything, there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up what is planted. A time to kill, and a time to heal. A time to break down, and a time to build up. A time to weep, and a time to laugh. A time to mourn, and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to gain and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. Oh, I wish some people knew about that one. Amen. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. We'll make four statements this morning. As we talk about seasons, there are four statements that I I, want to make about this subject. First of all, I want to say this, and that is seasons are orchestrated. They're orchestrated. We just read about it in, in Ecclesiastes chapter number three. It said to everything, there is a season, a time for every purpose. Here's what we need to understand, and that is our seasons have already been determined. Our seasons have already been determined. See, see nothing happens accidentally. There are no oopsies. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 again, to everything, say everything, to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose. See, everything that happens to us in life has its purpose. Everything. Who our parents are, where we live, the people who come in and out of our lives, our situations and circumstances. Everything has its designed purpose. Say designed purpose. Remember Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. It's one of my life verses. Paul writes and he says, For we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those that love God and, and that are called according unto his purpose. Say all things. Say his purpose. Seasons are orchestrated. They're orchestrated by God. Our seasons have already been determined. I love Psalm 139, verses 13 through 16. I've, I've referred to it recently several times, but I'm going to refer to it again this morning. hears the psalmist, and he's talking to God, and he says, You made all the delicate inner parts of my body. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion. As I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. I'm giving you four statements about seasons. The first one is this, and that is, seasons are orchestrated. The second thing I want to say this morning is this, and that is, seasons are obvious. See, it's not hard to differentiate uh, between winter and summer, between spring and fall. Each new season looks and feels different. You don't see colored leaves in the summer. Snow does not fall in July. 100 degree weather with scorching sun doesn't happen in the winter. Each new season looks and feels different. I I want to read something to you. I don't normally read to you, but I want to read something to you. It's incredible. It's called The Parable of the Pear Tree. It says There was a man who had four sons. He wanted his sons to learn a valuable lesson. So he sent them each on a quest one by one. In turn, to go and observe a single pear tree. Each son traveled to the pear tree, each son in a different season. The first son traveled to see the tree in the winter, the second in spring, the third in summer, and the fourth son in fall. When they had all returned from their travels, he called them together to each describe what they had seen. The first son said that the tree was ugly. It was bent. It was old. It was gnarled. It was not, use, not useful for anyone or anything. The second son said that it was covered in green buds and it was full of promise. The third son disagreed. He said, he said no, it was full of blossoms that smelled so sweet and looked so beautiful. The tree was the most graceful thing he had ever seen. The last son disagreed with all of them. He said it was ripe and it was dropping with fruit. It was full of life and fulfillment. The father then explained to his sons that they were each right because each had witnessed only one season in the life of the tree. He told them, You cannot judge a tree or a person by only one season. Not all things are possible in all seasons. Joy comes from recognizing and appreciating the challenges and opportunities in each season of life. If you give up when it's winter, you will miss the promise of spring, the beauty of your summer, and the fulfillment of your fall. Don't let the pain of one season destroy the joy of of all the rest take time each day to discover how beautiful your season can be it's true is it not all of us walk through different seasons in our life in every area of life I think of my own life things seem to come much easier for me now than they once did what once weighed heavy on me and made me anxious hardly phases me now. Opportunities seem to come much more frequent to me than they did at another time. Each season looks and feels different. I don't know, I don't know, maybe perhaps you're in a spring season, a season of the fresh and the new. Things are budding and and opening up for you. Or maybe you are in the season of summer. It's hot and it's dry, but there there is much activity, so much going on. I don't know, it could be that it's a fall season for you. Oh, listen, this is my most favorite time of the year. Not too hot. Not too cold. Very colorful. Things changing. I, I love the fall. But let's not leave out winter. Winter can be kind of depressing sometimes. Nothing is growing. The beautiful fall leaves have fallen off of the trees. The trees look barren and ugly. The sky is often dark. The evening seems to go on forever because because it's dark at six o'clock. But yes, winter too has its purpose. Winter is a time for rest. It's a time to slow down just a little bit. It's a it's a time to replenish ourselves and prepare ourselves for the activities that spring will certainly bring with it. Here's the good news this morning. If you are currently in a winter season in your life, whether that be spiritually, whether that be with your spouse, whether that be with your kids, whether that be in your career, whether that be with your ministry or wherever that it might be, the good news is spring is coming. Spring is coming It has already been orchestrated. The coronavirus and the pandemic has definitely been a winter season. It has been a very dark and depressing time. Its dark clouds have have hidden the rays of sunshine that, that lifts our spirits and brightens our outlook. And every sphere of society has been negatively affected, including the church. That's the bad news. That's the bad news. The good news is winter is a season, and it is only one of four seasons. Winter will come, and winter will go, and following winter comes spring. Hear me this morning. Spring is coming. Spring is coming. Winter will not last forever. The dark clouds will be replaced by a ray of sunshine. I'm I'm telling you, spring is ahead. I'm telling you, the birds will sing again, and the flowers, they will bloom again, and the skies, they will be clear again. We're talking about... Seasons this morning, I'm I'm making four statements. The first one is seasons are orchestrated. The second one is seasons are obvious. The third statement I have to make this morning is this, and that is seasons are not optional. Genesis 8 verse 22 says, As long as the earth remains, there will be planting harvest cold heat summer winter day night seasons are not optional you cannot decline an undesired season see see if i had it my way winter would be outlawed no temperature above 65 degrees I mean, below 65 (laughs) degrees. I'm just making sure you're awake this morning. How come you always catch my mistakes, but you never catch the profound things I have to say? I'm just having fun, okay? No temperature below 65 degrees. No dead grass, no barren trees, no dark skies, no winter allowed. But you cannot decline an undesired season. See, what we need to understand is winter is important. Winter is important. Winter is necessary. Have you ever walked through a, a winter season in your life? "Oh, preacher, you never have. It's you know now. Absolutely. Sure I have. I remember walking through a particular winter season in my own personal life many years ago. Things were dark, things were dreary, things were depressing for me. And I remember thinking back to much better seasons in my life and wishing that those seasons hadn't ended. And I remember wondering if my winter season was ever going to go away. Was my winter season going to last forever? Would it ever end? would i Would I ever experience a spring season ever again? I had those thoughts, and I moped around, and I acted pretty pitiful, and I remember losing it one day on the golf course with one of my preacher friends. I literally broke down while playing golf. I literally broke down on the, on the golf course and I began to weep loudly and I cried out to him and anyone else that could hear me and I screamed and I said, I want my life back. I want my life back. If I had my way, I would totally do away with the season of winter. In nature, but also in our everyday life. But the fact is, winter has its purpose. And winter is necessary. And may I tell you, may I tell you that I'm a much better person. And I'm a much better pastor because of what I learned in the darkness of winter. And when spring finally came, and it did. It will for you. When spring finally came, I, I appreciated it a whole lot more than I ever had in the past. We're talking about seasons this morning. First of all, seasons are orchestrated. Second of all, seasons are obvious. The third thing, seasons are not optional. And my fourth statement I want to make this morning is this, and that is seasons are orderly. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 37, verse 23 The Lord directs uh, the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Wow! That's an awesome, awesome scripture. God directs or orders our steps. And this scripture says that God is in the details. He's in the details. He delights in in every detail of our life. That's what the wisdom writer wrote in Proverbs. So that makes him a personal God. I said, that makes him a, if God is in the details, that makes him a personal God. See, when I pray, I don't know what, but often when I pray, I thank God that not only is he God, and I thank him that he is God. Thank God there is a God. And thank God uh, that, that he is God, but I also thank him that not only are you God, but you're my God. You're my God. You're, you're, you're my personal God. You're my heavenly Father. He delights in every detail of our life. Makes him a personal God. In fact, the Bible says that God is is so much into detail that God knows the count of how many hairs are on your head. That's pretty detailed. Seasons are orderly. They come and they go, and it's by God's design. And all of us have our favorite season, right? How many of you have a favorite season? Some of you wouldn't vote on anything. <laughs> Am I going to get a mail-in vote this week from you? <sighs> <sighs> Tell us how you really feel. Amen. <laughs> all of us have our favorite season or seasons, and we, we tend to want to hold on to them, Right? We tend to want to hold on to them. We prefer them. We're more comfortable in these seasons. These seasons are more easy for us than other seasons are. But hear me this morning. The truth is God has already ordered our season. And they will come and they will go just as God has ordered them. See, you cannot prolong a season or delay the next season in light of this let me give you three things that we should do in our present season number one you need to learn to enjoy the season you're in learn to enjoy the season that you're in I like to say it like this enjoy where you are on the way to where you are going said in Philippians chapter 4 verse number 11 I've learned to be content in whatever state or season I am in so number one learn to enjoy the season you are in number two discover the lessons that were designed for you to learn in this season because perhaps you will remain in your present season until you do And the third thing, look forward to your next season. Remind yourself that the God of the past season and the God of the present season will be the God of your next season. Grab a hold of this next thing I'm going to say this morning. To hold on to your present season with a death grip reveals a lack of trust. You didn't get it. Oh, you three did. I said to hold on to your present season with a death grip reveals a lack of trust. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 31 verse 15, my future is in your hands. Trust God with your next season. Oh, hear me this morning, church. Seasons come and seasons go. Oh, and this is by divine providence. You see, the same God that, that designed our world to operate according to seasons also orchestrates our lives and everything about them in, to operate according to seasons. Please don't miss next Sunday. I want to talk to you about the next season of this church. God has great plans for this church. I said, God has great plans for this church. God has great plans for the future of this incredible, and it is this incredible church called the Grace Place. Take away from the message this morning is this. Our faithfulness in our present season will will determine the fruitfulness of our future seasons. Galatians 6 and 9, Paul writes, and he says, Don't be weary while doing good for in due season. And do what? Yeah, let us not grow weary while doing good for in due season. We shall reap if we do not lose heart. Here's what I know this morning, even though we can do absolutely nothing to make God love us more or less, how many ever heard that? Yeah, we hear it more today than we've ever heard it before. And I believe that the tr- that statement is true. Listen, even though we, but listen, even though we can do absolutely nothing to make God love us more or less, listen to this part, our faithfulness or lack of it will determine our fruitfulness. So it's not all about just God loving me. I want God's blessing upon every part of my life. I don't want to just make it to heaven. But I want to enjoy the journey along the way. Father, we thank you, Father, for your infallible, your life-altering, life-changing, miracle-working word. God, I just pray today, Lord, as we walk through different seasons of life, God, you'll help us, God, to recognize and realize that you have already ordered those steps. All we've got to do is just put our feet in the, in the footprint, the next footprint that's ahead of us that, that fits our foot perfectly. We don't have to cram it in there there's not a lot of our foot falling out over it. It fits perfectly because you designed it. God help us as we walk along through life putting one foot in front of the other but not just aimlessly but, but in prayer and listening to the Holy Spirit and being led by, by you. You know where we're going because you've already blazed the trail. You've already cut the path. You've already opened up the way. We love you, Lord. We praise you today.